a Radio 191 FM podcast. We've got a very special guest in the studio here. How are you going, Winter? Oh, brilliant. Can, can, couldn't be better. Is this not just the best movie-watching weather there can uh, be? It, it is. Last few weeks, I mean, your school holidays ruined, yes. realistically. But hey, you can just watch the movies, so... Absolutely. So, Winter's here for uh, Movies with Winter. <laughs> and you've, yeah, you raised such a good point. When the weather is howling like it was, it has been... It's the perfect time to watch movies. Yeah, what 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 else are you going to do? Your your university degree? No, <laughs> no, it's the start no. of the semester. It's the start of the semester. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the movie on the palette on the charcuterie today? The the charcuterie has a good one this week. Uh, a lot of what I watch, like most people, is dictated by either my girlfriend or my flatmates, and what they feel like watching. And I don't mind this. This is the case for most people. And while I watch a lot of stuff myself, there's there's much joy to be gained out of a shared experience. So, so my flatmates and I, we felt like watching a horror movie. And I thought, well, I'm going to take this opportunity to go to a, a supposed classic that I hadn't seen. And this film I chose was 28 Days Later, the Danny Boyle film. Horror films and zombie films in particular... I'll say, firstly, are one of my favourite genres. But they always seem to have these connotations of being lower B-class movies. Uh, For example, the video Nazis of the 80s were shut down because they were seen as obscene. And it seems to me that a horror film has to always be a cult classic. Like, they all need time to be recognised as classics. They don't necessarily get the respect they deserve. Thankfully, this is slowly changing. Horror films from the likes of Jordan Peele, Ari Aster, Robert Eggers all showcase that this genre is able to extend the genre past the definitions applied to it and hopefully um, onto bigger bigger things. And so this brings me to 28 Days Later. I think this film truly has some aspects of it that make it stand out not only amongst the genre but also within film generally. At the same time, it's not perfect. I'll get to that. But um, but first, I, I think you can't you can't watch 28 Days Later and not talk about the intro of this film. So from the moment that Cillian Murphy's character Jim walks out of the hospital until the moment he meets other survivors is just the highlight of the film. It's an utterly impeccable. It's a slow build, and the emptiness of of London is. It's claustrophobic and taps into a sense of discomfort that you want in a horror movie. And this point of the film is aided by a genius, but I'd say somewhat surprising soundtrack choice. And I'll I'll, I'll say in advance that, like Bori with uh, Advance Soho, I am an extremely massive fan of this band. But so so Danny Boyle chose to use Godspeed You Black Emperor's song East Hastings, and Godspeed. Uh, they're renowned for these slow rock just slow building songs they're apocalyptic quiet but they build into these immense crescendos that correlate to the images that Danny Boyle is able to create perfectly and and Boyle has gone on to say that Godspeed is the soundtrack to the film generally when he was thinking about this film when he was editing this film they were um, they were what he was he was imagining and I'm not surprised, the tone of their music works perfectly in the apocalyptic setting that Boyle is able to create. Beyond this intro, the film excels in its horror. I, I think the effects it employs on a shoestring budget are ex- extraordinary. 
He uses the this rustic DVD format that makes it gritty and at times just abrasive and hard to watch. But like when it's intercut with these moments of strained beauty and harshness in the br- beauty and and then on occasion there's even this brutality that it's skin crawling but at the same time it's weirdly beautiful. And then we get true moments of horror that feel straight out of my nightmares. And <clears throat> And the horror action violence in this film is it's so patient, it's well thought out, it generally feels earned and exemplifies a show-don't-tell way of filmmaking. However, I just think the main issue of this film is that the character interrelations don't match this. When the actors are together, I found myself cringing. The script falls short in developing any depth between the characters, and I find myself actively disliking the protagonists. Not necessarily, like, you want to dislike a character because they're complicated or they're interesting, but instead I just found them irritating because of the decisions and because the decisions felt forced and uh, there were storylines that, that were clearly there just to, just to become a tearjerker later on. And I think this is, this is really my only disappointment with the film. It builds up patiently and earns all of the brutality but the emotionality and the depth of the film very rarely ever feels earned. And so, next time I'm feeling a zombie film, am I going to immediately go back to this one? No. I'm going to watch Zombieland or Train to Busan or Shaun of the Dead. But this is certainly a great film in many ways. And enjoys of this film, like the... Like, <clears throat> and enjoys of films like Zombieland or Shaun of the Dead or Train to Busan, they should go back and revisit this classic and... And see what they feel about it. Absolutely. Well said. Very well said. On jar. <laughs> That's on God. <laughs> um, the I, why, I love um, those, like, 28 Days Later and sort of the, those earlier... Not earlier, because George Romero did zombie movies yeah, yeah. way back in, like, the 80s, but those early 2000s zombie movies when zombies were having their renaissance. And you're right, there were a lot of sort of... I don't know. I think maybe because there's a couple of like super popular ones like that, like Zombieland, like yeah. Shaun of the Dead, which spawned a bunch of really garbage ones. Oh, which is why so it many has. copycat films yeah. trying to do what Boyle did or what what Edgar Wright does. Yeah, and it's just it's they're tough to watch sometimes. Yeah, and it's same in like gaming industry. Like there was a lot of games that spawned um, that were kind of garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think it's real interesting because a, a lot of a lot of like horror genres seem to really accurately match um, things going on in society. So mm. back back when communism was a big worry, it was aliens. It was these scary aliens coming down, and there's this big red fear and all that sort of stuff. And so the zombie thing in the early 2000s seems to match like the Gulf War and whatnot. I mm. suspect zombies are going to have another renaissance with what we've been through recently. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, really interesting. Really interesting. The zombie renaissance the of zombie uh, renaissance. the early 2000s. Yeah. Or the mid 2000s. Well, uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Welcome pleasure. back to the studio. It's a pleasure to have you in person again. And I hope uh, your studies are all going well so far oh, in the semester. They certainly exist. They certainly. <laughs> I can't deny their existence. <laughs> This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.